You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What up? This is Shan and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is Ari. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Anya. Hi. What up? What up, y'all? This is Cozy Woman. This is episode 64. I'm pushing self-thinking, and I'm not relying on school to teach my kids everything they need to know to survive in this world because the curriculum in school, let's face it, is, is not going to do it. It's not um, changing as fast as the world is, and if we rely on school to teach you know, your kids fundamentals and uh, logic, common sense, um, having good manners, being compassionate, you're going to lose every time. Because the textbooks that they have in these schools, you know, are not teaching them the truth about history. You're going to have to fill in what these schools don't give your kids, okay? As far as manners, as far as uh, table manners, as far as being courteous to others, being compassionate. You're going to have to take time out of your weekends to do that if you work during the week. As far as, uh, what is it? Just teaching life basics as far as budgeting. You're going to have to teach your child that. There's no class in school, in public school right now, teaching your child budgeting on a level where they can use it when they're out of school. Um, Kids don't even write in cursive anymore in school. I remember that was like a thing in third grade, in fourth grade, in fifth grade. Like that was a thing you had to do. Now they don't even have to do that. A lot of kids you know, go through elementary school, go through middle school and go through high school and they're in college and they're writing like, like they're in first grade. (laughs) And I'm not just talking like grammar, like where they write, how they write, where they place their name on papers, how they, you know, present their work to professors. It's trash. It's trash. And it's a 
constant reminder of, you know, your parents didn't take the time out to make you better in this, or they didn't care, or someone who was taking care of you didn't care enough to look at your work, didn't care enough to guide you to be better, didn't look at, you know, where you needed to work in certain areas as far as academics. They didn't care enough to do that. And sometimes a lot of kids have to be the ones because their dad is not going to do it. Their mom is not going to do it. If they live with their grandparents, they did their share of raising their parents. And then they turn around and they may have to raise their kids' kids. And they're, they're exhausted and they just don't have the time or the patience to go ahead and make sure of things. That's why they have like the boys and girls clubs. That's why they have mentors that your kids can have. If you don't have the time because of what your schedule is to work and provide, make sure your child has a person, at least. Mentors are out here. Older kids are out here. Tutors are out here. People are out here that want to help young children be better individuals when they turn into adults. We just have to provide them the resources so they can access it. I don't want, you know, all these kids not wanting to read books, but so quick to pick up a phone and flip through Instagram, flip through Facebook, like a picture, go on Twitter. Like, have you seen people's tweets and people's posts and the way that they say things be completely grammar-wise incorrect? Or they don't know the difference between read and read. They don't know the difference between there and there when you're talking about a person. They don't know the difference between um, how you spell a word versus the words that are silent versus the words that you, the, the, the letters that you say. They don't understand that. A lot of people don't even know what a verb is, don't know what a noun is, don't know none of that. That was what I was taught when I was in elementary school. That was what my mom stressed to me. My mom went to school in Jamaica. And Jamaica, they were doing things in first and second grade and third grade that a lot of middle schoolers in the U.S. were doing. So it's more so they take advantage of teaching everybody the same work that they're going to have to do eventually. Because if you understand, you can do the work. And that's reality if you understand any age child can do the work why aren't you giving this child the work so they can do it why are we in the u.s keeping kids of a certain age in a classroom when they as far as knowledge surpass what's being taught and then we wonder why they're acting out in class we wonder why they're bored in class we wonder why they just don't participate because they're we're not feeding them anything that's making them curious to learn more. We're not doing anything on the level of what they need. Like, what's irritating for me is, you know, my five-year-old, her birthday is late in the year. It's after September. So in Georgia, she has to go into pre-K later. She has to go into kindergarten later because of her age, because of her birthday. But from what she knows, she doesn't need to be in pre-K. She doesn't need to be in first grade. But how 
the curriculum and the schooling is in the U.S., that's where she's going to be because of her birthday. That's where she's going to be because of her, her age. And I feel like when it comes to public schools, it's more so holding back our kids than actually helping them move forward. And I shouldn't have to come out of my pocket on some tuition money for my child to go to a charter school, for my child to go to a private school, for my child to have teachers that want to teach and love teaching and teach on the level of what my child needs. I shouldn't have, it shouldn't be a money gain thing for people to do that. That should be the standard of teaching anywhere. But, you know, the U.S. is more so a money thing. So when, when you know, Anya comes from PK, we're doing, you know, math sheets, adding and subtracting. We're writing um, sentences. We're, I'm teaching her, you know, where to put an exclamation mark, where to put a question mark, where to put a period, where you put a comma, why you capitalize this, how you write a small R versus a big R, why this is spelt this way, why this is spelt this way, but it sounds the same. Like all of that, I'm doing. If it comes down to making poster board, I'm making poster board of words or numbers she needs to understand. And I'm putting it in the house so she can see it. When it comes to signs that she sees, you know, when we're out and about, like today we were coming from at home. I love that story. And she saw a sign when we were at a red light. And she was like, Mom, I can't read what that says. And basically it was saying um, tax holiday special. And she was like, what does that mean? And I explained to her, basically, a business will go ahead and give you a loan um, from the amount of money you're supposed to get back from your taxes from what you worked for the year. And then when you do get your taxes, you give them back that money, possibly with interest. She asked me what interest is. That's jogging your kid's mind. That's terms they're going to use eventually. And I feel like if they ask certain questions, it's up to us as parents to answer. The other day, um, I was coming from the barbershop and it was her and her sister in the car. And I was, you know, making sure they had on their seatbelt or whatever. And I was getting in the car. And she said to me, she said, Mom, when I get older, I'm going to have a kid. I said, cool. Let's hope that's way later, later, later in your life. And she was like, I know. I'm talking about when I get older. I was like, all right. Buckle my seatbelt. Started the car. She was like, and mom, how do you make a kid? I did not answer that with the answer she needed because she doesn't need that answer at that moment. Later on in life, she will need that answer. So I told her, Anya, that's not something you need to know right now. It's not important right now. But later on, I will explain to you how you do so. She was like, okay. Like, when it comes to my kids and what they want to know, I'm a completely open book to an appropriate extent. Certain things I'm not going to uh, go into details about because she's five. She clearly doesn't need to know that. Um... But, you know, the other day, like I told you, she did ask me why people say the N-word in the car. And I had to tell her 
that's not a nice word to use. Sometimes people use it in music. Sometimes people use it in movies as a way to um, get somebody's attention or as a saying. But at the same time, that word is a word that makes people feel bad or feel less than or feel not um, enough. And it's a word to make people feel bad about who they are. And you shouldn't use it. So she, in turn, said, well, when I get bigger, I want to say it. And I'm just like, well, I hope when you get older, you don't want to say it. And she was like, well, I am. That's fine that that's her response right now. But the way that that word is used in society, I can't blame her for bringing it up. I can't blame her for asking. And it makes me more um, you know, aware of what I expose her to now because she's listening. She's listening to lyrics. I was listening to um, a, a song the other day um, in the morning when I was dropping off at the sitter and she was like, what does uh, <laughs> what does uh, dedication mean? That's growing your child's vocabulary, exposing them to different words. And I explained to her what it, what it means. Uh, but certain words in certain songs, I don't want to have to explain that to her. So therefore, I have to be more aware of what music I allow her to hear while she's around me. And not saying that if she's not around me, when she's around other people, she's not going to hear a song that says certain words. I'm going to have to explain that too if she remembers. So a lot of parents feel like, you know what, I don't cuss in front of my kids. I don't... um talk to anybody um and say certain words in front of my kids and I don't use it and my family doesn't use it that doesn't mean they're never going to hear the word I don't want my children to ever go out in this world without me and hear a word and it's completely new to them it's completely foreign and they don't know if it's a good or a bad thing and I don't want society to tell them if it's a good or a bad thing I don't want their peers to tell them if it's a good or a bad thing. And I don't want them to automatically assume what it is without having knowledge of it. So my thing is, I want to tell them everything that they're going to be faced with when I feel like it's appropriate for their age before society does. And so sometimes it's going to be bad things. Sometimes it's going to be good things. Sometimes it's going to be... Um, challenging things but I feel like as a parent I don't want you going out in this world and having the world teach you and it's the wrong teaching so I want to make sure I do it so that's what I feel like being you know drilling into my kids you know you have to be able to read by yourself without somebody telling you to read you got to be able to tell yourself hey there's a better thing I could be doing right now to utilize my time instead of sitting here watching TV or playing on my phone. I have this assignment due Friday. is Tuesday. I have time today, and let me just work a bit on it. So when Friday come or when Thursday night come, most of the work is done already. I want them to have that kind of thinking, and that's something I have to kind of like practice with them so it becomes normal. The other day, um, no, it was yesterday, I was talking to my friend Cherie, and she was saying, like, she she texted me, but I didn't see the text. She was like, 
you get up at 4.30 every morning? And I didn't see the text, but she called me and we were talking. And she was like, you get up at 4.30 with the girl every morning? Um, recently I've been getting up for, at 4.30 a.m. Because I'm the type of person where I would rather be before time than to be exactly on time. Because you never know what's going to happen with the drive. You never know what accident could pop up. You never know what stops you need to make before you're into that day. So I always, I prepare. I've been getting up, I want to say, um, either by 7 o'clock through elementary school and middle school by 6 o'clock or 6.30. Up until... Now I'm 31 and I get up at 4.30 because I'm not the only person that has to get ready. I got to get myself ready. I got to make my, make sure my things are together. I have to get two little people ready. I have to drop them off somewhere that's not going the direction of work. And then I have to get to work. So, yes, I train myself to get up early. I'm the type of person when my alarm clock goes off, I'm turning it off as soon as it goes off. I'm not going to snooze. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to take my time to get to my phone or my alarm clock. I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to get up. I'm going to wash my face. I just, that is like the thing that I have to do because I've been doing it for so long. So it's normal. So she was saying she has a problem. She has a problem doing that because it's hard for her to wake up in the morning. It's kind of like I have to fake, um, motivate myself to be ready to be up. So like I may exude a mood that I'm not even in already. So you might, I might text a group of friends in a in a group text. What up? It's a Monday. But deep inside, I don't. I'm not feeling that mood right. Deep inside right now, like dog, don't talk to me. It's too early. But I feel like if I push out the energy that I want. That energy is going to match me sometime in that morning, somewhere. So if I'm not happy, I still exude happiness so I can get happy. If I'm tired, I like push out, you know, happy, up, woke, awake, live energy so I can match that later on. It's like pushing out a goal that I want to reach. And eventually I reach it. And then my sleep doesn't hit me until like 5.30, 6 o'clock that day. And by that time, I'm getting the girls um, and I'm headed home. And I'm cooking and I'm winding down and I'm giving them a bath. And I'm letting them eat and I'm eating and I'm preparing for the next day and so on and so on. And that's how my weeks go. And Saturday morning, I don't work. Sunday, I don't work. Saturday morning... That's when I want to sleep in. And I'm pissed when I have to get out and run an early errand because something is closing early. So Saturday mornings, everybody knows not to bother me. But I feel like showing my girls that even when I'm tired, I got to get up early. Anya hates going to bed at night. But she tells me she doesn't like being woken up. I say, you know what? I don't like to be up early in the morning. But in order for you to have a house, toys, clean clothes, be able to go somewhere and go to catch your air and go to your friend's house and have your friends here and that's to have a car that we could drive in. I have to work. I have to get up early. So if I have to get up early, 
I can't leave you in here by yourself. So you got to go to the center earlier or you have to go to school. So go to bed. And that's how I break it down. If you got to do it, stop whining about it and just do it. And the more I show her that, the better she's going to be when she has to wake her own self up later on in life. The better she's going to be when she has to go out there and do something early in the morning when she doesn't want to do it because the ending result, the investment, is a better investment for her. The end result is I get to work early, I make more money, I work more, I'm calm, I'm not anxious because I'm late, nobody's talking to me because I'm late, I get my work done, I get out a little bit earlier than everybody else because they came later. I get to do X, Y, and Z sooner because I over-prepared myself. I did the work. So that's, you know, self-teaching. I'm pushing that more so than my kids, you know, make sure you go to college. To me, I'm not pushing for my kids to go to college. If I see that my kid has mannerisms where they'll be perfect to go to college, I'll suggest it, but I'm never telling my kid to go to college because to me, college doesn't equal automatic success. That has to do with your drive and your ambition and your your inner motivated self. I can't do that for them, so them going to college is gonna be their choice. But I will let them know, if you plan on going to college, make sure academically somebody is willing to back you enough to be like, don't worry about it, just come, it's paid for. I'm pushing that to them because when I tell you the life of paying back school loans and living and taking care of human beings and you're not even working in the field of what you went to college for, it sucks. And I don't want my kids doing that. Um, So I'm pushing self-teaching. I'm working with my kids uh, after school. I'm working with my kids on the weekends. Sundays is not going to be for just chilling. It's going to be for learning. And I'm constantly pushing things in front of them that they possibly are not being taught in school. But I want to teach them. And I suggest all parents do that. That's just me. I'm just sharing. I just got two kids. Do what you want to do. But I'm just saying, I suggest you do some sort of self-teaching so your kids could, you know, constantly repeat that. I'm out. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.